I woke up this morning with the realization of something. The show Pretty Little Liars, it goes at least seven seasons, which we've discussed. We're talking at least, what, 90, 100 episodes? I release one of these per week, 52 weeks in a year. That's over two years of committing to this. We've, we've started this train, and to be perfectly honest, this past pandemic year has really thrown my usual structured and patterned life into the fucking garbage can. So this might be good. So even if uh, no one ever listens to this, it'll be good for me to commit to going all the way to the end once per week just to say we did it. The benefits to you listeners, you can listen on and off as much as you can, but every Friday a new one will drop. Wow. Two years. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a Before we dive in, I want to let you know that I actually host this podcast on something called Pinecast. And while I haven't set up social media for the show, mainly because I want to avoid trolls giving me spoilers, there is a function for feedback, and I would like to make that available to the listeners, among many reasons, to hear your thoughts on my theories and any other general feedback, but also because the show actually deals with very serious topics, and I'm sure it's only going to get more intense as the show continues on, and I want to handle those topics in the most sensitive way possible, but I may not get it right, and I would like to correct those mistakes if, if I do uh, do so. So that's what the feedback form is for. It's whatever you want. Lighthearted, uh, very serious, compliments, critiques, whatever you'd like. The website is actually on, it should be in show notes, like whatever your podcast provider is. It should be somewhere in there. There should be some sort of link. I don't know what everyone is listening to this on, so let me just give you the uh, link. Pinecast, like how it sounds, P-I-N-E. C-A-S-T, Pinecast. So it's pinecast.com slash feedback slash C-W-P-L-L. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Once again, that's uh, pinecast.com slash feedback slash C-W-P-L-L. And then you'll see this little, you see the little logo and you'll see a place to put your email address and then a little bit of a comment. So if you have feedback, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Spoiler people, I know I'm inviting you to, I know I'm inviting you into the house like a vampire right now, but I'm hopeful that people use it for good. So on to today's episode. I am Chris, aka Magoogs, watching Pretty Little Liars. Uh, We're on season one, episode four, which did I write down the name of this title? Let's take a look. Yes. Can you hear me now? Which in 2021 may not resonate as strongly, but that was a very popular sprint commercial. Can you hear me now? Good. So specifically regarding cell phone technology, that's what we're referencing. But is that all? Is there more entendres in this title? So right away in our opening scene, we have Preston Spencer takes the bracelet, the Allison bracelet. I'm not sure the significance of that, but she has it for what that's worth. And I want to go back a moment. On the previously on, Mona says, what are you going to do with Sean's car? In our investigation here into who A is, I was trying to think of like who has motivation. And Mona right there in that moment is concerned about Sean's car. I'm trying to replay in my mind when she actually is going to the car. It's kind of important when Mona says that. Like if Mona is saying that when Hannah's getting into the car, that's one thing. If she's saying that before then, that's interesting. 
I'm digging for clues here with Mona. I don't know why I suspect her, but she has a lot of opportunity and she has history. That's why I'm kind of focused on her in these early episodes. And I mean, she's my prime suspect right now. They're making a bench for Allison, which, okay. And they, they said something about tiles that they're going to put down, which basically seems like the town square, right? This seems like pretty centrally located. And Mr. Fitz rides by on a bike. It was That was very strange for some reason. I don't know why that was weird to me, but it was. Surprisingly, he's not made my list for potential A suspects, although he should. I mean, it's classic. So then they find this website that basically blocks all unknown callers, which, you know, I'm sure they just made that up for the show. I don't know of such a website, but they all do it. So all unknown callers are blocked. So we're not given much detail as to what that means. But if I block a spam caller, they hear the rings, then it goes right to voicemail. Because I've blocked spam callers on my phone, and they still leave voicemails. So it doesn't go right to voicemail. So, so they would know, they would not, I'm saying they would not necessarily know they've been blocked, is what I'm saying. That's important for later. They all get a little freaked out when a poster blows by that was defaced by someone who didn't like Allison. I'm not really certain that's an A thing. I mean, it was timing. I don't know. It freaked them out, but I'm not. I'm not really looking that as uh, he was on the scene. It's very possible, but I, I don't think so. Yeah, Maya Maya gives Emily a scarf, and it seems... I don't know what that... The scarf seems more significant than I gave it credit for. I don't know why. I don't know what it means, but Emily first puts it on, and then she takes it off. Toby remarks about it. I think Maya remarks about it. The scarf is kind of a big deal, so I don't know. Jump back a bit, and we get Hannah's dad back on the scene. Uh, up until now, we weren't quite sure what had happened between Hannah's father and mother, who I did write down their names, Tom and Ashley, so we'll, we'll correctly identify them here on out. So yeah, so Hannah's dad calls, and then Toby bumps into Emily, and, and, and right away I said to myself, this looks like a classic bump and steal kind of thing. Like, it's not looking good for Toby. Uh, with what's coming up but you know just putting that out there he did do a, a bump and grab kind of move i mean why would he bump into her it's very strange so this week in chalkboard uh reading the set designer is really messing with me there's one particular shot that says lab uh, just the way the letters lined up lab in all caps because it kind of lists all the child characters in uh, to kill a mockingbird and lab is in there and sure enough we go to the lab a little bit later before we do now, Spencer's teacher loves her essay, which we know is Melissa's, so we see problem uh, heading there, and Emily takes off that infamous Maya scarf. So yeah, so Toby's transferred into the lab, in all caps, and he has one of those sheets of paper that Arya has. Now, are we saying A is manipulating classroom assignments? I don't know, but, but for him to be sitting right next to Emily is very convenient. He remarks about the scarf thing. I guess he saw that. He's very aware of Emily, which we which we already kind of knew. He's also her lab partner. And then, and this is very key, so she opens up her chemistry book and... Chemistry, ha. Huh, uh, she opens a book, and inside is one copy of the million of photos, the weirdo that has them put in her book. Here's the thing. I did say Toby did a bump and grab in the cafeteria. I don't think he's that skilled to drop a sheet of photos into her chemistry book. Who did that? Why did they do that? I don't know. I believe we do know Maya still has access to... Maya's still staying at their house? Or maybe that's over? I don't know if we really got clarity on that. She might have access. Someone else might have access to her locker. I don't know. It's We're to assume that's A. I just don't know what to make of that piece of evidence. Another name for uh, our uh, reference here. Mike is Arya's brother. We get another flashback. Now these look more pink. I'll be fair. And we see that dad Arya sees Arya looking at him and his Meredith. So he knows that she knows. 
Allison then is seen saying to Arya, you got to tell your mom. You got to tell your mom. You got to tell your mom. I got to tell your mom. Arya's like, no, I don't want to tell her. Or I don't know if she says that for sure, but she doesn't really want to do it. I think that's why I have such a strong Veronica Mars vibe is these flashbacks remind me a lot of season one of Veronica Mars. That's not really a spoiler for Veronica Mars. Uh, But this person who plays Allison, she's getting a lot of work. I mean, she's been in every episode. She's basically a uh, cast member at this point. So Spencer and Hannah, Spencer Preston and Hannah have a lot of time together this episode. And Hannah asks Spencer if she cheated and peeked at her blocked senders. I don't know how that works on that website, but Spencer says no. And Hannah says she didn't either. And then Hannah is prepping for her big dinner with her dad. Meanwhile, Maya denies putting the photos in Emily's book. Either she's deep in her cover or she's really hurt because Maya does look pretty hurt. It's not so much that Emily thought Maya did that. It's that Maya is probably in a different place about where she is than Emily is. And so for her, which is kind of what I guessed last episode, she realizes Emily's going to have a harder time being open about their relationship, which uh, it's not for me to, um, to say either way. Clearly Maya has an easier time with this than Emily does. And Emily, again, based on what I've seen so far, there might be some extenuating family circumstances that makes like coming out to parents a really a challenging thing for Emily. You know, I don't know if she knows how to start that conversation. It's probably not come up before. So I, I think she's dealing with a lot of family pressure and, you know, even her, her friends that I think Maya may be, you know, not acknowledging. At the same time, I think Maya's allowed to be hurt, right? Maya, Maya is, is kind of... Um, being open and, and willing to to follow this wherever it leads them. And Emily is hesitating. So I think that's what she's feeling disappointed about. We get Hannah's dad arriving for dinner. Mom is assuming she was coming with. And then dad has to say, it's just me and our daughter. And boy, I was really, really heartbroken for Hannah's mom in that moment. That was really difficult to see her very slowly take off those earrings. And I think, and maybe I'm misreading this, maybe there's even still some emotion there for... um. Ashley with uh with her ex. I'm assuming they're they're divorced. I don't know if it's just kind of that Aria family unit thing, or like I said, or, or like she does, does have still feelings for Tom, but she's definitely disappointed. Then we have date night with uh Mr. Fitz and Aria. He does look like he's thirty in this moment, and so I'm really I know this is supposed to be romantic, but I'm really questioning everyone's judgment here. That said, that's kind of the basis of the argument they have. It starts with Aria's parents, and then it kind of it's kind of a weird fight because I'm not quite sure what everyone's mad about, but maybe that's the point is that they're really the tension of this relationship is kind of manifesting in discussions of Ari's parents and cheating and this whole like adults thing. And I made a note to myself, no A so far. Then we have the fight in class with uh, Mr. Fitz and Aria. Everyone could tell like something's going on. Mr. Sperling is A. So that little boy in the back that gets yelled at by uh, Mr. Fitz. Uh, no, it's not a real theory. But also interesting to note that the To Kill a Mockingbird discussion that they're virtually arguing about, to me, felt like, I mean, it's about their relationship to a degree, but it's also, to me, read as an analogy for maybe the detective talking about illegality and what you do beyond the law versus what's right. So that led me down a rabbit hole of what if the detective is somehow connected to that boy in that photo, like a cousin or a younger brother. And this whole madness is to somehow find information about that boy. That would be proper motivation to violate the law and practices. 
Let me first give a shout out to uh, the shaving cream in Toby's locker. Not quite sure where that animosity uh, is coming from. Seems like a pretty severe prank, but there you go. We jump to now the following night, Hannah's second night with dinner with her dad. He introduces her to uh, his fiance and a new potential stepsister. So that was fun. I thought Hannah had some good zingers in this dinner. The veneers line was pretty good. Fishing, you know, which one of us will come back. Also pretty good. So Hannah gets bonus points for some good some, some good humor here. Also want to acknowledge Apple Rose Cafe. Seems to be the place to have awkward conversations. So we'll see that, I'm sure, more often. Yeah, I'm just rereading my notes here, and I kind of went on a spiral of creepy detective. You know, what if he's trying to blame Hannah because he knows he can... He, she'll get a lighter sentence versus someone who may actually may be guilty. You know, this is kind of what Toby did, which we kind of realized last episode, his sacrifice. Maybe the thinking here is get someone who can be acquitted of a crime to be the considered guilty one to right some wrong. This is where things get weird. So we hop to Spencer and Preston. There's some smashing downstairs. She hides the bracelet. Why would you hide a bracelet? That I don't get. But there's broken glass and then... Ren, with with three ends, has broken in? He's drunk. And here's here's where I'm going to call back to what I said earlier. He said he's been trying to call. He hasn't been able to get through. Very interesting, Ren. I had not put you on my list of suspects, uh, but there you go. Welcome, welcome to the party, pal. Ren breaks into the house with this weird flower, saying he's been trying to call her through an uh, unknown number. Hmm. Spencer Preston does say her parents and Melissa are in New York City. Okay, we have a broken vase, and then we have someone video recording Spencer Preston and Wren from outside. Now, let's say, f- for sake of argument, Wren is A or part of A's group, right? And then his, he's all doing this as an act to get this recorded on camera to, I don't know, send it to Melissa, like make her life worse. Like, say, hey, you know, that she says that she's over him, but look at this. Or the person outside is Melissa recording this, although I don't know what power this has beyond... Uh, making Melissa angrier. Arya bursts into Fitz's apartment, and then Fitz's, Fitz closes the door, gets to talk about their fight. Now I kind of understand the um, the scene from a few episodes ago when Spencer Preston says, Ren with three E's had to get drunk to talk to her father because he's kind of intimidating. And, you know, and there's this competition thing in their family, so that's, I guess, why he was drinking. I guess that's to make this story believable. I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't think he was drunk. Spencer drives uh, him back to his motel. Philadelphia is the nearest city, so just to get a little more oriented on where Rosewood is. Yeah, I jumped ahead. So Hannah's jokes happen at this point. Yeah, I didn't write this down in my notes. I don't know why, because it's kind of a big moment. But as um, Spencer Preston is leaving, so Hannah drove to this motel relatively in driving distance from the city. It's not, it's not that far from Rosewood, basically. It's within, it's within the reasonable distance. She's tuned to a station, 93.1. I thought I wrote that down, but I did not. Oh, no, it's later. Sorry. I'm jumping ahead. I put Spencer SOS here, but I don't think that happens right away. Anyway, Emily and Toby kind of have this heart-to-heart at the trash, and she does ask him, did you see the photos in my book? And he says, I didn't think you wanted anyone to see them, which is not an answer to her question. But I think he's trying to be encouraging, but I kind of lost his analogy like halfway through. I think I get it. He's basically saying, do what makes you happy. Be with who makes you happy kind of thing. So uh, Fitz and Arya have a chat, and Arya decides after that chat she's going to tell her her parents the truth, whatever that means. We're about to find out very soon. And the themes uh, of secrets starts to float to the surface here again. Secrets have power as long as they remain secrets, and once they're no longer secrets, then they kind of lose their power. So yeah, so Hannah picks up Spencer Preston at the uh, 
Motel, Smooch with Spencer Preston and Ren with three ends. She says by Ren, which I thought was interesting. Then there's a radio dedication to Hannah inside her car. Now, Hannah's been driving for who knows how long, listening to a radio station. How would A know that Hannah's actually listened to this station and then I Don't Need You Anymore is the song that A dedicates to Hannah? So forget for a moment how A would know she's listening to that station. I think actually, I th- actually think I do know. I have a theory about that, which we'll get to. Emily and Maya picks pictures versus kiss. Yeah, uh, so, we're, so again, they're kind of having a conversation about the two of them. Maya asks her, are you upset about the photos? Or are you upset about our kiss? And I think she gets it. I think they both get it. And it looks like Maya leaves. It looks like Maya probably is not, Maya's not looking to be involved in a relationship where she, you know, kind of weathers that storm with Emily. And that's fair. It's clear Emily has feelings and Maya has feelings, but it looks like Maya is going to say, look, I'm going to give you some space because I think you're worth it. And come find me when you decide what it is you want to do. You know, I'll, I'll be here, which is Kind of a nice thing to say, but she does leave. Then we get Aria about to tell her mother. I guess it's unclear to me what mom did or did not know, which was kind of what fits with telling Aria anyway. But there's a letter, a typewritten letter, I guess, to to Piper that details the whole affair and that ask your daughter about it. So I'm to interpret that Piper did not know about this affair, nor that Arya knew. That's that's what I'm getting so far. But A sent a letter. And then the SOSs go out. Because we then see someone made a grave out of the broken flower. So someone broke in. Well, well, the place is already broken into. But when Hannah and Spencer Preston get back, someone has made like this little grave-looking thing. Uh, like a tombstone with a rose on it. And on the mirror... Written in lipstick is, I won't be that easy, bitches, A. And someone says Allison's color. And I think everyone has come over to Spencer Preston's house at this point. So they're all in the room looking at the uh, lipstick. So let's go through our suspects. Ace harassing my friends. I want to know who it is. It's Ace uh, We didn't see our creepy detective at all this episode. That theory is kind of on the way out. In terms of motive, who would want to send that letter to Piper? And the answer is Meredith. So if A is this mysterious figure that hates them all, great. Specifically, Meredith would have motive to send this to mom. Mom reads it, gets divorced with her husband. He's now single again, and Meredith can get what she wants. I don't know what she would have to do with anyone else, and I don't know how this is all coordinated, but there's that. Mona is getting more interesting the more I think about her, because who would have knowledge of Hannah's preset radio stations in her car probably one of her good friends mona and that might even be the same car that was at the mall an episode or two ago so mona would say most likely hannah has that station on and if they have some sort of location services you know like tracker and they can see something going dry someone driving she can pick up the phone and make the dedication and specifically the song i don't need you anymore is uh, unknown to me but that could be their friendship fading. It could be, I don't need your friendship anymore. There's no one else that fits that bill in Hannah's life. It's not Sean. I'm not sure what that has to do with Allison anyway. So Mona's the only person I could think of that makes sense for. The photos in the chemistry book, I don't understand. It could be Maya, but I don't know how or why. I guess it could be Ben. You know, Ben still sucks. It could be like, I know, but he didn't like, there's no signature on there. There's no sign. So it's like, that, that one I'm confused on. 
Uh, again, this show really wants me to think Toby and Orgena are responsible for this. I don't think they are. And I'm going to add Mr. Fitz to this because the only way Mr. Fitz works is if he and Meredith were an item. Maybe they were engaged. Meredith breaks it off with Fitz. He finds out all the shit's going on. And he decides he's going to go to the school and, and hook up with his daughter. It's really messed up. It's really messed up that I even consider that a theory. But that's the only connection I can make uh, that he's a part of this. So I don't know if that's, that fits. But Ren now is really high on my list. So um, <laughs> I have to nickname these theories. Hang on. So there's the... So there. So let's do this. Let's do this. You have a single A theory, many A theory, and Quantico. I've just made these terms up. These are not from Reddit or anything. I just decided to make them up. So the single A theory, one person is responsible for all of this mayhem. The show wants us to think it's like Jenna or Toby. Fine. We'll go with the show on that one. We'll just say that Jenna and Toby, maybe. Well, Toby is like assisting, but this is 100% Jenna. I'll include in the single A theory that Jenna is Allison. How about that? So we'll combine my two theories. Jenna and Allison are somehow sharing the same outfits and, and walking. And also Allison can walk through the world. Uh, but it's basically Jenna. The many A theory is outside of all those people. So the many A theory would include people like Ren, Mona, possibly Maya, possibly Melissa. The theory there is that Ren, Mona, Maya, and Melissa all have some sort of specific reason to be upset with this group of five people. And so they have decided to do this for reasons. I don't know, but there you go. Then we have the Quantico theory, which is my detective uh, and Maya, who's undercover, are are trying to expose a a greater secret, either by the books or off the books. Um, They're using sophisticated resources to pull off this incredible surveillance and high technology uh, efforts. Any one of these theories, someone has to have school access now. Our, our creepy detective happens to be able to walk through school, apparently un, uh, unchallenged. Of those three theories, I guess I have to go with the many A theory. I just don't understand how these people would know each other and and what's the purpose. If it's just pure harassment, sure. But this is a, like, you know, I was thinking about this as I made a dinner tonight. This is a lot of effort for, what, to make someone feel bad? You know, of all these characters, Jenna is mad at Allison for that prank now again i don't think we've seen i don't think we've seen the whole picture of what happened that day suffice it to say if if what we see is true jenna would actually hate allison i don't know why jenna would do all this stuff to all the other four of them like they ran with her but like they didn't didn't do it it was allison and so to go all this effort to make their lives miserable i think is a little extreme the quantico theory is missing the why so it's a little shaky but they have the resources they have the what how about that the many a theory kind of solves a lot of the technology issues and access issues and memories issues right mona knows a lot ren knows some facts through melissa uh, melissa knows some things uh, maya knows some history maybe but of all of them again for this level of effort this 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 monumental task i mean this is taking a lot of personal time just me recording this podcast. I rewatched the episodes that I've already seen. So that's 45 minutes. I, I'm taking notes and pausing. And then I record for another hour and a half. That's like three hours out of my day just to do this. These people I don't have time for lives doing all this harassment. So the only possible person that has any level near the motivation to do this would be Melissa. Is rent is uh, Spencer Preston's older sister. She broke up a marriage. She doesn't know. Yet, she doesn't know yet that she stole her paper too. I think the marriage is probably enough. 
I think that is enough to maybe harass her sister a little bit. Everyone else, I don't have enough motive. Maybe there is a Facebook group. We'll call it a Facebook group. And the people I'm going to put into the many A theory are people who I think have access and potential motivation. And it is kind of like a thing where, you know, you know, we watch a television show thinking the people we're watching are the heroes, right? These are our protagonists. They're the people who we empathize and we want them to win. Like we want Arya, Hannah, Emily, and Spencer Preston all to, quote, win. But what if, in the many A theory, they are the villains for some of these other characters? What if they are the antagonists in their TV shows? So if you were to flip that, just for the sake of this theory, Mona would, would feel that way, I think. Allison would be the big bad, to use a Buffy term. But the other four, the five of them were a unit, right? They were, it's potentially that they were a Mean Girls group, right? With Allison at the lead, but if you were being teased and harassed and bullied by people growing up, uh, and sorry, I should say, Hannah would not have been part of that group at the time. But even, even years ago, like we've only seen a few flashbacks, but it seems like... Hannah was, quote, cool group adjacent. Like, she wasn't maybe necessarily part of the Allison, you know, circle. But she did get invited to that party, you know. So so, so Hannah's associated with it. Mona probably has the least amount of reasons to tease Hannah. Although, as their, as their friendship changes, as, as one's friendships change in high school for everybody, she would consider Emily... Spencer Preston and Arya, part of Allison's team. So Mona, for sure, Mona probably started the Facebook group. Let's be let's be honest here. So let's say Mona starts this Facebook group. She says, "Let's get back at these mean girls, right? Let's get back at Allison and her crew." Okay, so you got her leading the charge. Melissa would have reason, like you know what? Let's get some revenge on my sister for I don't know ruining my marriage in her mind. And we don't yet know the history of their sibling issues although i think we can infer even at this point that there's long been some tension and some rivalry so let's say melissa signs up says yeah i'll I'll send a few mean text messages maya's motivation is unclear to me potentially previous to this episode i would have put her more eagerly into the many a theory she seems genuine in this episode in particular when expressing her emotions to emily about her feelings for her that said, she has access. She knows things that other people may not know. So, you know, there's a question mark there. Run with three ends. I do not know why he would be part of it. But up until now, I would never have put him in there. But he breaks into the home. And not only does he break into the home, but someone is recording. I wonder if the show is trying to make us viewers think that the person recording Ren and uh, Spencer Preston from outside is separate from Ren. However, if Ren and videographer are working as a team, then that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. If you as Ren want to compromise Spencer Preston, I break in, you sit outside and record what happens, and I'll get you some footage. Meredith. Meredith's motivation might be she now has feelings for Arya's father. Now, where she's been for the last year, we don't know. We don't know maybe if they carried on a long-distance affair. That, that's possible, correct? But we know upon their return, Meredith has made her advances very known. She she clearly has a little wink and a nod to Arya that leads me to believe that this is not innocent. And so in an effort to get, like I said before in this episode, to get what she wants, let's break up the, uh, the parents here. Arya's kind of collateral damage. 
And then Mr. Fitz, the only reason I put him in here, the only reason I put him in here is again, he has so much, he has so much access and as ridiculous as it sounds, (laughs) even though I made that up in this episode of him, him having some connection to Meredith and him feeling like a lover scorned as well. So he's trying to get back at Arya's parents again. And let's be clear, anyone in this many a Facebook group, you are not the heroes of this story. You are causing harm to teenagers. I mean, WTF. So if you're an adult as a part of this mini A theory, shame on you. I know the show wants us to think A is Jenna, and as I have said, I do not believe A is Jenna. But if we are embracing this mini A theory here, it would make sense that Jenna at least would have looked it up. In fact, I'm going to spark a new uh, angle or a possible storyline here i think it'd be really cool if jenna was aware of the mini a theory and is actively not a part of it and is kind of watching from the sidelines laughing to herself which is not also great i'm not saying that that's cool or anything but she's like you know what i know a whole bunch of people who hate all four of you and they are teasing you but actually it's not me that'd be super sweet because i think jenna of everybody and Jenna feels to me a bit like Mona, where she her biggest issue, I think, would be with Allison. She doesn't like the whole group of them, as evidenced by her reaction to Toby speaking to Emily. She doesn't like any of the five of them. She doesn't like the group. She probably does blame all five of them for whatever happened in the garage. We're putting aside Jenna is Allison theory for now, but we're assuming Jenna is Jenna. So as I'm starting to ramble here at the end of the episode, and I don't want to do that, But I want to put this one last thought here before I conclude and wrap up the many A theory. I think one big piece that we're still missing here, only in episode four, is Allison. Right? We don't... uh, We've seen her in flashbacks. We know how people speak about her. But we don't really understand her motivations. She does seem to be a pot stirrer. She does seem to mix it up kind of like Meredith is doing. The genius of the show, I think, is that the most interesting character is the one we know the least about. Allison is a big figure in all four of our main characters' lives. She is a big figure in Jenna's life, clearly a huge figure in Toby's life, his, his recent trajectory, a source of possible pain for someone like Mona. Allison, ostensibly, as far as we know so far, was the glue that kept the five of them together. Her disappearance looms high over the town. Her apparent death, which we all know, of course, is faked. Still, for most of the common folk, her death is a huge community event. I don't know if you remember at the end of the pilot. That church was packed. I think if we knew more about her, I think this would all make more sense. And there's the, and there's the other question. Why dash A? Yeah, I, th- I believe it's Arya who says it for the first time, and I could be wrong. Please correct me. I think she's the one that says, oh, A, a is Allison, right? Assuming that's correct, which we don't know if that's true, why would, say, the many A Facebook group assume using dash A would make people think it's Allison? I think, again, that tells us a little bit more about Allison as a character. So I think as we move through this first season, I, I'm, I'm expecting to learn more about her. And I think as we learn more about her and how she positively or negatively affected everyone around her, that'll clarify the theory, as well as what the four main characters need to do to make things right, to heal harm. Think, thinking back to what we know so far, to me right now, it doesn't seem like the four main characters have 
actively bullied or teased other characters that we've seen. I, you know, could be wrong. We might know more later. We might learn more later. It seems to be that to me that Allison seems to be the bully, and then the other four are just kind of like nod and and and. So maybe they are you know letting it happen. So maybe that's where their culpability lies. But I don't see them as active harassers themselves. That said harm still could have occurred and so maybe a journey for these four characters is not only growing up dealing with love loss parental issues all all, you know the whole the whole hannah household salad here of what one goes through as they go through their teen years as well as healing from the harm they caused and 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 working through that and seeing that oh maybe the things the things that we did in the past with allison maybe we didn't maybe weren't the ones that were giving students nicknames and making them feel bad but we stood by and didn't stop it we didn't intervene we didn't say Allison that's not okay and so maybe that's the journey that they're on and maybe this will let a whomever a is in these many a's maybe they will realize they too are only continuing this pattern of harassment and harm and 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 hurt and um, I never thought <laughs> in episode four of season one of Pretty Little Liars that I would find myself here talking about a show about healing, but may- maybe that's where we're headed. Maybe that's where they are headed. And then we turn the corner and enter a discussion about forgiveness because clearly, and this is evidenced in, in Arya's mother and father's relationship, we're at the harm stage. We're at the feeling of hurt and, 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 and betrayal, I'm assuming. Uh, you know, this is obviously going to spiral further. And then what's it look like on the other side? How do people deal with, you know, these things that have happened? So to sum it all up in, in as long of a way as I possibly could have, this is probably an extra 10 minutes of rambling. A is a bunch of people who have come and they've decided to work through their past grief and harm via revenge. Is that healthy? Probably not. Is that the best way to deal with something that has happened in your past and somebody has done harm to you? I would argue probably not. However, this is how they are choosing to feel better about what happened to them as a result of these five friends. Even though Allison is gone, is no longer with us, um, there's still four of them left. They want to inflict the same hurt that was inflicted upon themselves whomever started this facebook group has offered them a way to do that they said you know what you'll feel better after it send a few texts no one will ever know i won't even know as administrator of the group and then they will feel bad about themselves and then you can go on your journey of healing (laughs) yeah so to conclude to wrap it up yes we have a many a theory at least ren Potentially Melissa, Mona for sure, potentially Maya, definitely Meredith, potentially Mr. Fitz. Let me add one last thing before I wrap up. There's two types of people who are part of the mini A group, right? There are the people who are pretending to be on our main character sides, and there's others that are clearly not. So, for instance, Jenna is not shy about saying she doesn't like them. So for her to be turned out to be part of the many a group, he'd be like, oh yeah, okay. And she didn't really make it a secret that they're not friends. Someone like Ren, who is pretending to have feelings and be kind to Spencer Preston, 
that is a little worse. Now you are pretending to be on this person's side. You are you are lying to their faces too. So he'd be in there. Ossie Fitz would be in there. Mona to a degree. Mona Mona definitely kind of likes the liars, but you, you know you can tell that there's a strained smile there. She does still seem to be Hannah's friend though, so that would be a betrayal uh, between the two of them. Melissa is definitely Spencer Preston's sister, but uh, I don't think it's any surprise to find out that she would be part of this, so that feels a little less insidious. Yeah, but I think those, and God forbid if it turned out Maya was deceiving Unley the whole time, absolutely devastating. Truly, truly devastating. And I hope that that, that, that's not the case. That would be heartbreaking to watch on top of everything else that the two of them are going through. So I, I'm actually hopeful that she's not part of this, to be honest. But yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see who it turns out to be and and how insidious are these per- perpetrators? How involved are they in these people's lives, pretending to be their friends? Oh, fuck, it's already late. One final, 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 final thought, just as a question for my listeners: Has anyone else, aside from Emily, Arya, Hannah, Spencer, Preston, gotten? Or are aware of A at all? I don't think it's been mentioned by anybody else. So I think that would be also interesting if we find out someone outside of the four of them have been getting such messages like this. In fact, that would only empower my many A theory. It would mean there's some website, there's some group where you can send anonymous messages as long as you have the recipient's phone number and it's called, you know, like, you know, anonymous. So like... Anytime you send a message, it just goes, you know, like, I've been thinking about you, dash A. Like, that's just, you know, anonymous. That's what A stands for. What was that kid in the back of the class? Sperling? The one who uh, was in the middle. (laughs) The one who had to watch Mr. Fitz and Arya have an argument, and everyone's like, awkward. So I say Sperling was like, I'm going to tease Biff. And he goes to his website, and he says, Biff smells like pickles. And and it's an anonymous number that it comes from, and it auto-signs it as dash A, then we know the many A theory is correct. So here's my tagline for this week. It's never okay to break into someone's house, even if you are intoxicated and are ren with three ends. Just don't do it, because I'll put you on my list as a possible A. That's a very specific tagline, but we're going to roll with it. Okay, I'm, I'm done. I've talked enough. Bye-bye.